the church and was buried along with her name. Nobody came and Father McKenzie, wiping the dirt from his hands as he walked from the grave. No one was saved.
lots of money and rides costly too. Two drinks on a dollar ain't much a buck can do. That's why I'm looking for a chick that only drank lemonade. I'm through with all these lushes who wait for me when I get paid. in time if he ain't mighty careful he'll end up without a dime that's why i'm looking for a chick that only drank lemonade ain't seen one yet but heard a few of them was made
welcome to LWAFLMOYT, Mike Spiegelman and Carl. That's short for Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube, WMSAC. How's it going, Carl? Good, LWAFLMOYT. I can't do it fast, right? L-W-A-F. Carl, I don't know the Carl sign language. L M O. O. We. It's very important up top for us to let you know that our acronym is L W A F L M O Y T because we would love for you to subscribe for us on our podcast or our YouTube channel. And guess what? We are streaming right now on Mutiny Radio FM which is a full-on .fm internet radio station broadcasting right. out of San Francisco. We've been on the air there since 2016. We love that station. You could go to mutinyradio.fm. You could press the donate uh, donate button, donate <laughs> money, and then or, or go to Venmo at Mutiny Radio. Throw a couple bucks in. But check out their website. Check out what's streaming right now, which is us, if you're listening. And, Bingo. of course, subscribe to our podcast. We're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We're going to watch it with you. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube. Carl has selected the movie. Carl wrote the theme song you just heard. He has a special interview coming up. Uh, and he's also researched what movie. Carl, what are we watching? <clears throat> Today we are watching Dirty Little Billy, 1972. Dirty Little Billy. That's what you put in the search engine. Say 1972. I think you're only going to get... You're going to get two choices, but I'll click away and you'll find out you really only get one choice. And the channel is Stu Karkanis. Okay. K-A-R-K, Kark, A-N-N-A-S, Karkanis. It's not Arkansas with a K in front of it. Stu Karkanis is our channel. Dirty Little Billy, 1972. All right. Well, that's Bring a bunch it of words right. But you're saying that's the only version of this movie. Well, there's another one that looks like it is, but when you click on it, it's somebody just shot a television set, and it's like they cut off the last 15 minutes. Okay, we don't want that one. We want the longer want version. And it's a little Dirty Billy. What? Isn't that the dirty movie? Dirty Little Billy, Dirty Little Billy, 1972. That's what I just said. You said a little dirty billy billy which is very descriptive i mean you're not way off base dirty there. little billy and i said a little dirty billy you said you said little dirty billy but it's okay. dirty little billy fair enough i have to admit my headphones decided to go off during the description so i was unable to hear any of that prior to it so <laughs> it is dirty little billy dlb of course 1972 and we are looking for the channel Stu. Stu. Okay. Yeah, it's Carcanus. Stu Carcanus. Go ahead and click that link. Once you find it, and hit pause. We want you to move the timer to zero, zero, zero. We, again, producer Carl has knocked it out of the park once again. I haven't had a chance to listen to this, but he went and spoke to a celebrity comedian, and celebrity comedian will give the celebrity comedian countdown, and when they say zero, or go, excuse me, when they say go, press the start button, and we'll start mm -hmm. the movie. But first... Check out this comedian. Take it away, Carl. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Celebrity Count Comedian Countdown, this time with 
James Bonjami. Oh, thank you, thank you. Welcome, James. Oh, thanks for having me, Carl. Now, James, we know each other out there on the comedy scene. We see each other, so you know, at shows, at open mics, and stuff. So I'm wondering, like, how you got started in comedy and how long you've been doing it. Yeah, for sure. So <clears throat> I don't know. Like at family gatherings, like people always like come up to me and be like, "Oh man, you should be like a stand-up comedian." I'm like, "I don't, I don't think I got it." <laughs> and then uh, I was in Boston for college, and one of my buddies, he was interested in it too, um, and we just hit like an open mic. And I, I bombed, and then I never did it again for like a year, right. uh, a year or two. And then I took a class, and like that just got me like comfortable with uh, like being up on stage and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then I was coming back during the pandemic or before the pandemic uh, when I moved to uh, Poughkeepsie, and then uh, pandemic hit. But I'd say I'm hit, I've been hitting it hard for like the past like two and a half years. Um, mm -hmm. But like 2017, I think is like the first mic I ever did. Wow, that's going back. So where yeah. was this comedy class? Uh, it was at um, not Improv Boston. I did do an in improv class too later on. I mm -hmm. sucked at that. Um, so it was in Boston. Yeah, yeah, it was in Boston. Okay, I can't remember the name. I'm blanking on it. Now I see you in New Jersey all the time, but I consider you a Hudson Valley comedian. Is that fair? Yeah, no, I'd, I'd consider that as well. But I'm I'm very close to Jersey. I, I do a lot of like the Nanuet Nyack mics stuff like that. Yeah, uh, bouncing around all over. But I wish there was more up here, but unfortunately, there's not yet. So, got to do a little driving to get to the comedy sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. Jersey's a big outlet for that. I know you take advantage of that, and that's really smart. Yeah, now, for sure. Recently, you got a surprise opportunity to perform at a huge club, Levity Live. Hal brought that to you. Tell us that story and how you got selected. Yeah, so um, Mel's been great to me. Um, I, you know, just showing up to the Henry and, and the mics he started. Um, mm -hmm. And we kind of built a good relationship. Um, and he's put me on some shows at the Henry, um, like some fundraisers and stuff like that. So he's been amazing. And he just like I, I was pretty down about comedy for a while like I, uh -huh. I was struggling to get booked and I was like I don't even really want to like should I continue this like is there a point and then like I got a text from Mel out of the blue and he's like hey do you want to perform at Levity Live this Sunday or this weekend you'll, you'll do three shows um it was a holiday weekend in February uh is that MLK no uh President's Day President's mm -hmm. Day weekend which also coincides with my wife's birthday so I was like uh oh! Uh, no, like I, I mean, she she fully supported me and, and great her about it, yeah. But uh, it was it was amazing. Um, DJ Demers was the headliner. Couldn't have been nicer. And the and the feature was Kevin Dombrowski. Both both great people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Kevin is a good friend. He lives in this in the town I live in, and he's really hilarious. He is. Yeah. So you is. were a little down on yourself in comedy, then you got this text. So you're bet you know, got your got you back. I mean, you're getting booked. Yeah, it's been tough, though. Um, like, when you're just on Instagram and you're seeing people doing all these shows and you're just like, you know, <laughs> why, why can't I get on any of these things? But, and, and you start, like, doubting yourself, and it's, yeah. it's all a part of it. But uh, well, you I think got to persevere. It's good you do because things are going good for you. This Saturday, you're going to be at that comedy club in Poughkeepsie. Laugh it up. It's this competition, right? Uh, it's uh, not a competition. Hudson Valley, 
It's a ju- it's just a showcase. I, I forgot to mention that. So um, it's called Hudson Valley's Funniest. It's saying we're bringing to you the funniest yeah. people. Yeah. Now, this is hosting duties, and I see you, be it an open mic or a real show, a Saturday night show, I see you doing a lot of hosting. Do you like it? Uh, honestly, I prefer to just do spots, but it's yeah. a skill you need to have, so the more I get to work on it, the better I'll become at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I do an adequate job. I wouldn't say I'm the best at it, but there's always room for improvement, so... Mm-hmm. Always, sure. Well, I thought you did a good job recently in Beacon, New York, uh, when I was uh, at an open mic and you were the host. Now, I want to get on to your social media and get to the countdown, but I got to ask you about these stories of, like, reckless behavior, putting yourself in harm's way when you were a kid. Yeah. Tell me about this. Yeah, so, uh, like, my, my niece just visited here this weekend, and... Um, like, I just noticed how, like, protective my brother is and his wife of, like, her and making sure she's okay. And I'm not saying my parents weren't, but, like, I mean, I had my brother, so I was always around, around with him and his friends, and he was, like, five years older. And, ah. like, we would just be, at, like, to get around, I would, um, I don't remember if you know, uh, if you remember, like, pegs on bicycles, like, on the back wheels, you could stand on them. Oh, yeah, those two protruding. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like, people would, like, BMXers grind on them, stuff like that, but, like, that's... Like, if we were going somewhere, like, I would just stand on the back of pegs. No helmet. Like, we'd be bombing down, like, these giant hills, uh, Sand Hill in Maine, where, where we grew up. And uh, I don't even think these bikes had brakes. It was just, They would just drag their feet to slow them down. And, uh, and one <laughs> like time, I, I was probably, like, eight years old. And uh, we, I made it down the hill, and we came up to, like, a bridge crossing. And I'm on the back pegs, and my, um, my feet slipped off because we hit a bump. Yeah, and and my uh, my nuts just took the full brunt of that <laughs> accident. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever used your your uh, taint as a brake pad before, but it's not it's not great. <laughs> okay, now let's get to the social media. Now it's James Fongemi. Fongemi. It's F O N G E M I E. F O N G E M I E. How can people find you out there on social media? See yeah, what you're awesome. up to. Yeah, I'm on uh, I'm on Facebook, Instagram. Those are the two I use the most. Uh, I have a Threads, and I haven't done anything with that yet. I don't have mm-hmm. Twitter. Um, we'll see. I got to get my my online following presence a lot bigger uh-huh. um, as as I continue to go down the path of comedy. So, what's your Instagram handle? At it's, uh, oh yeah, it's just James Dash Fonjami. So first James- name Dash Fonjami, uh, last name. And of course, on Facebook, it is your name. Yep, same thing. Just James okay. Fonjami. Okay, one more time. It's F-O-N-G-E-M-I-E. Okay, James Fongemi. Now, everyone at home is poised to watch this film same time we do. So everyone at home must press play at the exact same time as we do here in the studio. So why don't you go ahead, James Fongemi, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. All right. Three, two, one, go. Thank you, Celebrity Comedian. That was very cool. I look forward to listening to it. And now, a Western, Carl? Yes. And this is a true life story, right? Uh, okay. See, when I texted you the movie, you replied saying, Okay, Billy the Kid! How did you know yeah. it was Billy the Kid? I think... I don't know if the title was Dirty Little Billy. I think it yeah. said Billy the Kid somewhere in the description. 
Oh, maybe in the description. Because the thing is, if you watch this film and you don't know about, you know, Billy Bonnie, um, let's see, his name was, um, yeah, Billy Bonnie. If you don't know that name, you don't know the father's, uh, stepfather's name, like, uh. this never says Billy the Kid. It never does. Who was the song of Billy the Kid and this is how we started. We don't get any of that. Even at the way end, they don't go, okay. You can call me Billy the Kid from now on. Right. I'll call you Billy. Nice job, the kid. To me, yeah, I, like that. Film, I thought it was just some cowboy movie, and I thought it was really interesting. Now, why is it interesting? Like, why do I, we even know Billy the Kid? We know Billy the Kid because he killed 21 people. That's how we know. I guess I'll lose this audience. All right, well, the trains are coming. Okay, not only did he kill 21 people, I shouldn't say not only, but that the real reason is he got picked up by the newspapers. And in 1860, 70, 80, whatever, whenever this was, <clears throat> that was spreading around. People read the newspaper, you know, and, oh, look at this piece out of Chicago. You know, they really shared stuff. Billy the Kid, uh, he was born in New York, but all it, the stuff happened to him like – um in Lincoln, uh, you know, far from New York is essentially what I'm saying. I have it written down here. And it made the papers. He killed 21 people. This sheriff was always after him. It was pretty famous. And, you know, he was brought up in, in the court with a rid. Okay, getting off of the stage, Coach, here, there's Billy. See Dirty Little right. Billy? Michael J. Pollard. That's right. And he does a great uh job. <clears throat> My middle name is Jay. I'm a Michael J as well. Uh-huh, you fox. So this is mom and stepdad, okay? Um, stepdad, his name in real life was An A Antrim, Ben Antrim. And Billy the Kid for a time was Billy Antrim, you know, during his... Okay, so they got off of a, a train, and look what they got us trudge through. Oh, it's like the marshlands. Are they outside Meadowlands? Oh, horseshit. <laughs> yeah, you I'll can never see Route 3 concert. being constructed. <laughs> They're off of Route 3. Over... Yeah. Okay, now, Billy's doing the, like, Mom, this, and Mom, I lost my shoe, and help me kind of thing. Try... The director's trying to show us that uh, he, he's young. In this thing, I think he's supposed to be, like, 16 or 17. In real life, he's 33 years old, but he pulls it off because he's, like, short and baby-faced. You know, that's one thing. Well, he's definitely baby-faced, but I knew, like, Billy the Kid is going to be portrayed by an actor who's not the kid. Right. Well, you know? this was trying to debunk the the, the slick Hollywood, um, you know, the legend of Billy the King. Kid. This was trying to just show, like, um, trying to be the real story. Just of, of how we got... Uh, grew to become a psychopath essentially right this movie good. launches his crime career and not even really till the very end oh so this is a slow boil of a movie a, a character study and then ends in violence uh 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 some of what you just said is true i wouldn't say it's slow but yeah it's definitely slower and there is character study there's violence peppered throughout, but not by him necessarily, you see. 
Welcome to Motel 6. That's uh, right. <laughs> there's an HBO guide to March on the TV. Sorry, it's June, but we haven't got the new subscription. Speaking of which, here's the Star Ledger. You'll have to get the cable, phone, and internet package. Uh-huh, right. Oh, our internet password? Our Wi-Fi password? It's fucking pay for it. With <laughs> <laughs> a little circle. <laughs> Now, this guy, at first, I thought he was the father on the Waltons, but he wasn't. He's sort of like the mayor of the town. He's selling them. I don't know. Is he the salesperson? He's getting them to sign a contract that takes the house. And we're They're seeing what shitty conditions it is. Where I don't know why I can't find his information. Are they, are there, is the landlord offering? So it's not landlord. He's selling them the house. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, he's more like a mayor of a town than a salesperson. So I kind of don't understand it, but. Keeping the town in control. Now, he's saying that. Um, <clears throat> Look at that bomb. Yeah, keeping the town in control. But also, if they become a level three town with enough population, they can get a mayor, they can elect a council, and they can get a sheriff. That's their big goal. Now, watch what he writes. Henry. McCarty, but in real life, his name was, uh, uh, where's dad? Antrim, Ben Antrim. So also they're in this town. Um, they, this isn't historically accurate where they are. Okay. I, I, I think this is a fiction more than, want to give it a listen? Let's give it a listen. Yeah, let's take a listen. Are they outside Disneyland? They are. <laughs> Can't wait to work at Frontierland. <laughs> That's right. Now, Climore got an epidemic on their hands. People are going to start dying, and people are going to start fleeing the town. Are they going to force them in? Not force them in, but they'll be forced to move. Uh and this is the next town over, and they'll welcome them with open arms. Even though they have cooties. Yeah. Well, that, that I never understood in the film. Maybe they're, they're anti-vaxxers. We don't believe in the epidemic. Fuck yeah, dude. Oh, hey. You're the mayor if we were a town. Now, this is Nick Nolte's film debut. Really? Yeah. But this is what, 1972? Yes. Wasn't he on like Playhouse 90 in the 50s and shit like that? I don't know. This was his film he... debut, and he's a little, little guy. Now, I can't find him. I have two suspicions, okay? Mm. Now, it. Can you see against the wall clapping under that? Oh, never mind. They stood up. It's like, welcome the kids. And their kid, Billy. Billy the kid. Twinkie. Please hey. me make your acquaintance. Do you okay. think Billy the kid and Twinkie the kid are related? No. Okay, look who it is. Hazel Crabtree. Look. It's Gary Busey. Yeah. Can you believe it? 1972, huh? That was like, I guess, yeah. 
Buddy Holly's story was his big star turn. That was probably yeah. in 74 ish. Uh, I have it here, of course. And he's um, he's not crazy yet. Yeah, this is that pre horrible motorcycle accident he had. Right. 1978 was Buddy Holly, so it's not yet. Not That's right. You know, remember we watched uh, Head of the Family, and I, I yeah. interviewed the the guy who wrote the memoirs with Charlie of Charlie Band. Yeah, Charlie Band has an, a chapter about how he hated, how horrible it was working with Gary Busey. Gary okay. Busey was there for like one day, and like everyone in the, the staff was crew was complaining about him and just kind of handsy, you know, and that was it. <clears throat> he never used him again. So yeah, at all those movies, he got called out. So it's like, can you hunt? Can you fish? And he goes, no. What can you do? You boys ever play cards? <laughs> so he goes to the saloon. The saloon is the place for you. What goes on there? Well, I don't okay. know. Never been in there. Ain't allowed 50 feet from the place. Why not? Say Goldie Evans will shoot you. Look at Goldie Evans. Say the boy's crazy. Can't let him in. Goldie Evans, he haunts the town. He's like the bad part of the town. I think Oh, the... President Goldie. <laughs> Listen, I think the um Oh, did the subtitle okay, never mind. No, it's just that we're positioned over the subtitles. Okay, so now we're having like Okay, it's a new life. It's a new routine. Get the fuck up and start working in the field. That's not Billy the Kid style. <laughs> he's not Billy the Kid yet. He's Billy the preteen teenager. Let me see. Dirty, dirty teenage Billy. Coffeeville, Kansas, this was set in, even though that's not where he was ever in his real life. Um, he grew up in Kansas, so... No, he grew, he was born in New York and he moved. Yeah. I forget. It's not in front of me right here, but because I didn't it really look at the history of Billy the Kid, I read it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. This is just not historically accurate. Okay. I mean, now, small details. Yeah, go ahead, Carl. Well, Andrew, we're just going to get Act One here, in which it's like the fucking stepfather fucking hates him, and Billy's trying, but not with much care and. But anyway, go ahead. That's that's all. What was your thought? We were watching uh, the Buster Keaton story, and yeah. this that also was historically inaccurate. Well, okay, but like that spanned Buster Keaton's life and was a horrible gaffe and a mistake. This is sort of like a story of how a kid can turn to a life of crime. You know, that's really what we're getting in this movie. So. Even if they were historically accurate, like they were in the right town and there was the right people, names, it's still all be made up, man. Yeah, I get you. Right, he's walking down the street, he sees a person in a window. How do you, none of that happened, you know what I mean? I should take notes then if they're going to show you how to steal. Uh, they're not going, they're going to show you how to kill and then thieve. How to kill. Pick the bones. You're writing it down. Now look at this. You just seeing the see what the director's doing. This director's. I think this is the director's best film, but this director is top shit shelf man. 
Okay. This guy did Mr. Mom. Okay, which we like. Yeah, and he did. Um, this is better than Mr. Mom. Roughness. What's that? This is better than Necessary Roughness. Well, okay, those were like comedies, and and this is really. He'll never make a film like this ever again. Um, he did Love at First Bite. Wow, with, uh, George Harrison. No, George. George. Uh... <clears throat> oh, I know. yeah, I know. Hamilton, Hamilton. Yeah, that sounds right. George Hamilton, and he's always like trying. He thinks he's so handsome. He was a good Dracula, but it was totally not the film we're watching here. Okay, so basically, Billy's hands have been worked to the bone, and he's like, ah, a little hard work in day two. It'll be easy because we'll have the horse. But look what Billy does. He fucks up. They got run after the horse and get, get that plow, boy. Fucking horse. This guy did The Man with One Red Shoe by uh, with Tom Hanks. With Tom Hanks. That's an interesting movie, Carl. Maybe we should see if that's on YouTube. I doubt it. Okay. I'll have to rent or buy it. It's based on a French comedy, and the American version was even weirder. Something about spies. Yeah. He kind of would walk into a room listening to a Walkman. There'll be a spy behind him, and they're about to pounce, and he'll drop something, and he'll go and yeah, pick it up, and just, the guy will go, yeah. And he wouldn't see it. All right, listen to this dad. He fucking hates him. Did you finish Men's Defense? Henry, chill out. Not in front of the child. You're a bum in New York and you're a bum here. Wow, he actually said that. He said, I thought I was the only one. Come on, Billy, speak up. You understand? Useless. <laughs> Where are you going? Sit down, sit down. Stop warning me about you know my father. Yeah, that's the first time he's raised his voice to him. Uh, Look at me, Ma. Look at me, I'm dying. <laughs> so this is the first time he's like pushing back. He's had it, you know, you're useless and all this stuff. So he's like saying like hey man I'll, I'll just run away and he goes there's nothing keeping you here and then the mom's like whoa you know how can you say that yeah, goes, there's nothing cool. keeping you here so basically no, that's excuse me he says that in front of his mom i can't yes? think of a single person <laughs> okay so now the dad visits him in the middle of the night and said all good little boys run away you better do the same motherfucker Run away. The stepdad. The stepdad's telling Billy, yeah. Yeah. Look at that baby, those cheeks. Yeah. Yeah, baby cheeks. Like I said, 33 years old, he's playing a teenager. Yeah, believable. Is he so, one of your not Bert Kurtz, uh, Bert, uh, Kurtz? <laughs> no, like who, who do you think he looks like? Not Bud oh, Kurtz. He, he's definitely a singular look. I've seen him in other movies, and you could definitely, like, he's a character actor for sure. Like, yeah, but there's two not Bud Courts that really are not Bud Court. This one, yeah. 
he just is a baby face. It's not. He's not the butt court. So now he is going to hop on the train and head back to New York. Uh-oh. He's just hitching a ride like that? These are uh-huh. like proto-hobos. Are they proto-hobos? Pre-hobo? Probo? <laughs> hobo means Hoboken, and there probably was a Hoboken, but I don't think it was, I think the 30s and, tw- you know, that the Great Depression times was the time of the hobo. The hobo. Hobo came from Hoboken, New Jersey? Sure, yeah. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> you think that pissed off Paramus? Come on, guys, don't you want to be a bunch of Paramus? Okay, now this man, Michael Pollard, he was born in Passaic, New Jersey, and guess what? He studied acting at Montclair Kimberly Academy. Oh, wow. Very distinguished, Mr. Yeah. Pollard. Yeah. Montclair Kimberly, huh? MKA. We're from Montclair, New Jersey, so we know of what we deride. So Billy's not heading back east. He changed his mind. I don't know why. He hopped off the train. Well, you know, he didn't want to be a hobo. So he said, I'm not going back to New Jersey, that's for sure. Hoboken, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. What country is he in right now? Uh, the good old U.S. of A. Look at that flag. Yep, 17 stars. Oh, yeah, right. What a good question. Let's see if we can see the flag up close. I didn't even think of that. There's 50 stars. What the hell? 51 stars? Check this out. The guy who produced this was was Jack Warner of Warner Brothers. This is for Columbia, their rival. Okay, you see the chubby face boy on the left? Chubby yes. face guy? You know his do you know his face? He's not Gary Busey. I can say that. Okay, his name is Mills Watson and he's known for like Cujo and Papillion, but it says up in smoke, and I think he was the partner to that guy in up in smoke. You know, there was the main cop and then his partner. I think he was the partner. Yeah, right. Oh, man, that was great when they got high. So basically, they're being assholes to Billy. They're like, hey, look, you know, you can't just walk down the street, okay? You don't own this street. Oh, yeah, he, he is the partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't just walk down this street anytime you feel like it. We're guarding the street. So he goes, go on guarding it. I ain't stopping you. No, we're guarding it from punks like you. Uh, tough Billy. Look. Oh. Boom. He just stepped back and the guy fell? Yeah. It's he must funny. have grabbed his boot or something. Now, I know this guy's face and I don't know where he is. Okay. We are going to see our first maybe Nick Nolte. He'll be in the top right corner. Uh-oh, no, we're not. It's too late. You want to put on, you, you can put on the sound and we can hear if anyone sighs. I got it. I got it. No one sounds like Nick Nolte. Now, they're coming out of the saloon. And that was Goldie, who we've heard about. Oh, they shot Goldie? in the saloon and... So now he's calling to Billy. He's going, kid, get my knife. Don't do it, kid. Come on, kid, get my knife. Oh, look at that. He's conflicted. Not very. 
those other guys were being jerks to him. So he's going to be on. God damn it. So he's going to be on Goldie's side, even though that's the stupid choice. He just saw him kill two people. Now look yeah. at the saloon. It's not a saloon with a bar and a. I mean, it yeah, does player. have a bar, but it's it's just this shack. No, excuse me. I think I've seen enough movies to know what an old western bar would look like. Right. You walk in, you got the double door. Right. You have Pat Hinkle and every other piano. Piano. Hey, do you remember that? Remember those famous background actors in that famous western? They were rehired and they're sitting there playing poker. (laughs) There's our bartender. There's our one bar patron. And then we have Goldie. And the woman's name is Burl. Oh, does she have a parlor on the second floor? <laughs> if you mean, is she a prostitute? Yes. Oh, okay. Right. But it's and... really realistic. You see, there were a bunch of movies all in a row that tried to debunk the, the, the um, you know, the Western of the Cowboys of TV in this time period. Sure. I, I could think of the Robert Altman movie, uh, McCabe, whatever that movie was. Uh, there are five of these new Western styles in th- within a three-year period. Um, Big Little Man, 1970, demolished a heroic Custer. Um, and Doc it, it makes Wyatt Earp look corrupt. Oof. There was a bunch of films like that. And, um, How dare they? This was one of them. They're just trying. They had enough fake cowboys. You know, I I've been reading about a movie called Zebediah from 1971, which originally the Fireside Theater wrote the screenplay, and then they went their own direction. It was a Don Johnson was in it. It was kind of like a rock opera, a rock uh, star uh-huh. in an old western movie, and it was produced by Dick Clark. Oh, so. that sounds right. All right, listen to this though. Tell me, if you do me a favor, <laughs> anything better than living this dump, ain't it? <laughs> you hear what he said? <laughs> he don't like it here in Coffeeville. <laughs> now there's no, there's no, like he's fake sheriff. Right. And that other guy's like fake mayor. They don't have a jail. They don't have guns. They don't have money. You know, uh, Sergeant Sedenko's partner. He kind of looks like uh, Walton Goggins, I guess. Got that that look. I guess maybe because I'm, it's a western, and I think of him. I don't know that name, Walton, but I trust you're right. Goggins. I'm mispronouncing his name. He, oh, okay. he was, okay. Yeah, he's in a bunch of shit. Now, he's see, what Western. Fake Mayor is like. Listen, listen. He robbed you of $40, so here's $40 to square it up. We don't want you speaking poorly of Coffeeville on the on the trail. On the trail, right. You got a good word. $10. Listen, can you can you shoot an Instagram where you like the town? Here's another 40. <laughs> yeah. Look, they're taking his shoes. Uh, what a great town. No, but Mike, these people have nothing. There is no shoe store. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Look, they're looting them. They're looting them. Because they're going to need that jacket. Seriously. Are they going to bury them at least? Uh, probably, yeah. The, as a matter of fact, the mayor goes, here's $10 for a decent burial. I know he was your good friend. He goes, yeah, well, good friends are hard to come by. He goes, get his boots. Jeez. <laughs> wow. The moment you get shot, Carl, go on for your jacket. So they didn't? Yeah, well, you're welcome to it. I mean, if we lived in a poke-apocalyptic zombie, zombie apocalypse, yes. you might, you know... You might need my suit, my jacket. All right. Not if you got bitten by a post-apocalyptic zombie. I'm, I may have to wait. See if you turn into a zombie. What? I would definitely turn into a zombie. All zombie attack people do. Isn't it a bite? I never understood that. Like, if you were a vampire and you bit another person for their blood, they become a vampire and they have to bite somebody. And yeah, but unless you kill the... them. You see, if you suck all the blood out and they die, or or they just die during the So you the can act. leave, like, a pint of blood in there and then they'll be, like, your slave. I don't, I, no, I don't understand it. It's like you can make another person a vampire by biting them and getting the blood in them. Right. Not, like, but, sucking. I don't know. I don't know how it works. These are questions I think about when I watch westerns. Do you like westerns, Carl? Um, I, uh, some yes and some no. Like, uh, yeah, I guess I like the genre of westerns, I guess. But the thing is, it can't be John Wayne movie. You know, it can't be an old TV show. I got to see Unforgiven or... Pale Rider. Yeah, I got to see... Outlaw Josie Wells. You you know what I mean. There's good. Yeah, movies no, I hear you. I just it's just interesting watching superhero movies ad nauseum, knowing that as a culture we wholly rejected westerns to a point where it became very niche nowadays, or just not you know a genre that people will. I don't know. It still exists, of course. There's well, still fans. Remember, but... um, we started with Shane in like 1920 or whatever. We went all the way through the 50s and even the early 60s having westerns. America yeah. had enough of it. I think that's I think that's Jane, I think, was in the fifties or forties. But yeah, there were the Westerns like Tom Mix and when movies were coming about, they had the Western serials. It was definitely a staple. And then yeah. you know, television in the fifties, maybe yeah. the stations would play the old serials, but they had like a lot Gunsmoke, Bonanza. Those shows lasted a long time, you know. And those are only the ones that, Gunsmoke and Bonanza, you and I know because they were in reruns and um, Right. Again, Which I didn't really watch. There was like the Virginian, and yeah. um, there were a million of them. The Rifleman. Um, okay, so he slept in some barn hen house last night, and he stole yeah. their eggs, and he just letting the chickens roam. He uh, worst Airbnb guest. <laughs> Uh, hey, you gave me a bad review on Airbnb. You now stole my eggs. Stealing. Look, stealing like yams or some shit. Like you said, and this is the Coffeeville, right? This is the town that nobody has anything. That's right. That's right. Okay. Well, all those things came from the farm, you know, growing chicken, uh, picking sweet potatoes. Okay, listen. Now look at his face. 
He's not really, he's almost amused. He doesn't even really care if he gets killed. Yeah, You tell me and I'll tell him when he's at top. busy right now girl you hear the bell you think this is a joke joke oh wait a minute that's her bell yeah she's Weird. called to duty she's a call girl <gasps> i guess they're calling her hey kid come over here i ain't that stupid come here we ain't gonna do nothing. Come on, come on, kid. Hey, word of honor. I'm not gonna do anything. Over here, buddy. Over here. Word come of honor. Ain't that stupid? Oh, come on. Come on, come on. Come on. Come on. Is he gonna fall for it? We're just gonna tickle you. We're just gonna tickle you. Okay, they're gonna give him some money. Uh, Goldie was promised by the mayor some tobacco. Okay. He's a, yeah. he, then he starts going like, well, you got any eggs? You have any ham? You know, he goes, you just take the tobacco. I think that's why he's bringing him the eggs, you know, because he um, he wants to contribute to Goldie. Anyway, they don't want to go over there. Goldie just shoots people. So they're like, we'll give you a, uh, two bits or something like that to deliver this tobacco to Goldie. And then he goes, I want a dollar. They're like, fuck you. And he goes, all right, give him a dollar. That's eight bits, Carl. Yeah. So, <clears throat> was a bit a coin? I never got that. If two bits was a quarter, that means yeah. one bit is 12.5 cents. Right. So, what's a bit? Oh, uh, American... the name they called it instead of, like, cents or something. It's just a name. No, no, no. Yeah. Cents is cents. There's 25 cents in a quarter. 17.5 cents was called a bit. It was. It's half Weird. a quarter. It's an eighth of okay. a dollar. They called it a bit. You know, maybe because the, the quarter was so powerful, like you really had to split it in half to kind of comprehend the amount. Like, you can see, like, one bit oh, goes yeah, to the haircut. Instead of having uh, three nickels and a couple penny, yeah, and you can't. Yeah. Now he, like, he's like, "Go make us this food," and he like called her bitch. I like, I really don't like it, but he is. It's a complicated movie. He is. Yeah. So he's like, "Come here, kid. Come here, sit down." Like now they're kind of getting acquainted. I mean, he just brought them eggs and yams, <laughs> and he got him, and he brought him the tobacco. I did notice when he said bitch that they uh, deleted it in the, the subtitles. Ah, interesting. A little line. Did they nice. Say gun? This is a good breakfast. Cigarette, eggs. And the yams. Yams. Got any money? Come on, your folks came all the way from New York. You don't got any money nowhere. Nope. 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 
He's our Star Trek convention. He was in a, a connection. He was in Miri. What was the name? Michael J. Yeah. Why do you keep calling him Michael J? But he is Michael J. Pollard. Um, Michael J. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was Fox. called Miri, 1966. It was this one if, like, if you – you didn't have the disease when you were a kid, but as soon as you became an adult, you started getting it on your face. Huh. He was also in the first first season in one of the episodes of Lost in Space. As a boy? Yeah, he was a weird boy. He was um he was a Peter Pan like boy who lives in the dimension behind all mirrors. <laughs> oh. Oh, that Peter Pan like boy. Oh, yes. <clears throat> Peter, Billy the Pan like boy. Yeah, you know, Pollard, I, I'm going to go on and say it. I saw a movie, it was a John Houston movie. I think it was called Hard Time. He was a preacher and he was a real scoundrel. And uh -huh. uh, it's just him trying to prophesize. And, you know, it's, I think it's the 20s or could even be the 1800s. But he's just like, if you think he's getting, you know, enjoyment out of this shit you used to see him you know as this you know fire uh starter it's pretty cool yeah basically he's so, saying like there's this guy um named big jim okay and he's like russell's cattle and that's a good place to like make a living you know and he's gonna i don't know He's basically he part... talking about how he's good. Like, he said, like, do you have any money? No, even though they came from New York, no. And he goes, the difference between you and me is I know how to get money. Now, look what happened. She did that on purpose to hit him in the head. And look what, she, look what he does. Wow. He didn't shit out of her. Well, he didn't. He was just doing a slap thing, right? He didn't really. Right. Well, wait, he and doesn't know. He's shaking her. Yeah, of course, he's being very, very violent. This is what goes on between them. Like, she tries to defy him. He gets tough. She does it. But even though she does it, she, she like, she bonked him in the head with it on purpose to go, fuck you, making you food. You know? Now, Billy, I don't know. He doesn't, you know, he just allows it to happen. The bartender behind also, you know, it's sort of like not their business or they're embarrassed. Right something they're looking at their watches <laughs> yeah checking twitter saloon that box look at that view with one table it's... yeah it's not really a saloon no a saloon has more than one table carl they have square ones ones that you they get broken when someone gets thrown on it during right. the fight. they have right. those collapsible chairs uh-huh. Oh, you mean the ones that you could hit each other on the head with? Yep. So now, basically, Goldie said, you know, hey, Joe, put up uh, Billy for the night. Let me see. His name's not Joe. Um, here he is. I didn't this write down Coffee his name. Bill. Bartender. His name's Joseph Ellick. He's from Montana. He was in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and that's why I recognized his face. Um, he was in the producers in 1967. I don't think he was the Hitler dude. No, um, no, that's a famous guy. 
Is it, aren't so, everybody in Coffeeville named Joe? No, well, Big Joe is this castle cattle rustler away from the town. This guy's coincidentally named Joe. Okay, now he was in River Edge, New Jersey in 2019, and he fell. And when he fell, he just it didn't go well, and he died. So he died in New Jersey, River Edge, New Jersey, and he was he's buried in Paramus. He's not a hobo. No, no, he's a Paramus. All the so all we, respect. We, you know, some people are born in Jersey, and other, you know, we giveth and we taketh away. Is there like a New Jersey tax? So I have to go back and be buried in New Jersey soil? No, you can be buried anywhere you want in this world. I don't know New Jersey that favor. No. <laughs> there's only so much plots of dirt around here. Oh, yeah, you got to drive. I, there's only so much you could, time you can hold your breath while driving. <laughs> they keep adding bodies. It's going to be longer cemetery rides. Do you remember the one on the Garden State Parkway with the brewery in the middle? Yeah, I do. And I remember as a kid always holding my breath and maybe like the brewery, I would go too long. So across the street, there's just a big ruckus. But what they're doing is they're building. Oh, oh, no, no, no. This is okay. Remember we heard about the epidemic? Yeah. How happy they are. Yeah, there's got to be like 20, 30 people coming. So they're like, we're a class three city. Even though they're infected. Well, they might be infected. Well, their perspective isn't... Oh, you mean like they would be infected with this plague? And yeah. I don't know. Plagues... Doesn't a plague also mean like famine? Like you run out of yeah, food? kills your cattle, maybe. Something like that. Like maybe it's a plague on the animals. They never seem scared that they're going to get COVID. So it's not COVID. It's more of a pox. I don't know. What do I know? <laughs> so look they, they're bringing goats and stuff so i guess those were in effect i don't know no but anyway uh, this is good yeah. for the town they get a bit decent population and you know there's going to be some law and order people like no, uh no no this movie this yo no this movie's called dirty little uh larry or whatever the fuck it's billy the billy. kid movie yeah yeah we know it's gonna go straight to crime And they are slow walkers. Can't they speed this movie up? Well, that's you know? the thing about the director. I really love this director, but I, I often, every single time I watch this film, I thought this scene was like, you know, a little drag assy. All right, I'll tell you about the film. Warner of Warner Brothers. I told you that. Jack Warren. He's like, Jack fuck Warner. you, Warner Brothers. He made, for Columbia, he made that horrible 1776, the musical. And yes. he did this as a producer. The cinematographer is great. You can see how pretty this is, if not lengthy. Yeah. Um, the lighting is great, too. Like, it's all that, you know, natural lighting that natural we see, lighting. even though they're inside. Um, the soundtrack's just kind of 1880s music. Plucka, plucka, plucka. Some asshole has his radio on. Uh, ba, ba, 1800s. Do you mind <laughs> turning your radio off or trying to walk to the new town? <laughs> put on your headphones. Yeah, can you can you put on your headphones? I, Listen, I hate I, that I, shit. 
Okay, so now there's new people in town. And what does that mean for Goldie? New chances to gamble. This I'm film premiered at the San Francisco Film Festival in October 20, 1972, before opening at the Vogue Theater. In San Francisco, the Vogue? Five days later. A good theater. I think the Vogue's in the marina. Yeah, San Francisco Film Festival. That's the thing. It was a thing during the 90s, uh, 70s, still happening. Mm-hmm. I went to uh, a screening in the 90s once. In the San... Um... International. San Francisco Film Festival, yeah. Yeah. The S5th. I think it was a Roman Polanski movie, and Roman Polanski spoke via satellite because he wasn't able to come to the country back then or now. Oh, yeah. Not. Yeah. He didn't set foot on uh, San Francisco soil for that one. Now, what I want you to know here is um, we were talking about how this is historically inaccurate. Billy had a brother, and he's not in this thing. Right. And so isn't it like he would hang out in Tombstone, Arizona with Wild Earp and Billy the Kid and Billy's brother and then the coward who shot Tom Ford, the coward who shot uh, Jesse James and all those guys? Like, Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now he's going to call his friend a punk. Hey, you're on, Bill. Give me a fresh bottle of whiskey. He's going to call uh, Billy a punk. And I don't know, Goldie's going to get offended by that. But I don't know if it's really offended or he's just looking for an excuse because his cards were for shit. Because they're doing double or nothing now. All their money and a watch. It's a little hard for me to see the screen. Are they playing draw five card? I can't tell. Oh, no, it's blackjack. Look at those old-ass cards, man. Yeah. So he got a two, and that fucking sucks. Now, watch him get called punk. Now look, you see him taking the knife? You see her taking the yeah. knife? She knows something's going down, but I don't think she knows what. Mm. He goes, hey, punk! Hey, punk. Yeah. Go pour us a drink. Where's your manners? Now, is Goldie really offended, or is he looking for some out? You. Oh, so Goldie gets pissed You're off before Billy registers it. Yeah. I was just kidding. I don't mean anything. That's the okay. worst thing somebody could call you, Carl. Punk. Punk. Or a poser. That's even worse than being called. You know what's even worse than being called a punk? Just play a poser. A skate rat. Gina is a fucking poser. Gina is fucking poser. Gina is fucking poser now. Understand? Issue? That's really funny. Now watch this. Wow. This is the saloon fight? Yeah, you see, like, 
it's well done. It erupts. It's not out. Look how many times he misses. Yeah. This gun is called a eight. It's a Walter Colt forty four, and it was really inaccurate. His name. The gun's name is Walter. Yes. Oh no! He got shot. Historically Walter inaccurate. Colt. No, he didn't. It misfired. It's not firing. Oh. I need more natural lighting in the screen so I can see kind of what's going on. You really can't see. Maybe it's no. I see images. I I just my lighting. It's probably my lighting. So there's a glare on your computer, maybe. Uh, no. Okay. No. Okay. I see it. Now Burl's got that knife. Hold it! My gun, you little shit. Now. Watch this yeah. misfire. It's a real thing. It was called the flash fire. Okay. All six chambers fire at once. He ain't shooting nobody. So what's going to happen when they do it? The guy who shoots gets hurt, right? Yes. Oh, the sound effects is great, man. Damn. That's called a flash fire? Yes. Now, the girlfriend or wife, I don't know, he is mad. You stabbed my husband. Right. Now, look, they're kind of kind of sword fight. It's weird. Well, I mean, it's a small room they're in. They're 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 going to one of them is going to kill the other. pretty cool i do like westerns where they have the fights inside like uh i don't know if you ever saw heaven's gate they had a good battle and they're stuck in a shitty mm -hmm. little house i guess the kill build a lot that. of posturing and they clink knives like sword fighting yeah weird i guess it's uh like yeah put get your jabs in you know trying to find an opening yeah so th this is the debut of Ed Lauter. I don't know him. Charlie Franklin. I don't know him. An experimental filmmaker artist named William Alt. Know that dude? Alt comedy. Don't know. And and Nick Nolte. And Nick what they Nolte. used to do is they put this. They would put grease over the front of the six chambers of this Colt gun. And that would stop the fire, so it wasn't done. Okay, here it comes. Isn't that horrible? Yeah. Burl cut her ear off. And while she's getting dragged out of there, Goldie's like, take your bitch's ear. Let me put it on. Take your bitch's ear with you. Why can't I remember this coffee bill? Yeah, what about the ear? I hear ya. So, that's it. They're gone. And they'll leave for the film. I don't know. You do stuff like that. Don't you think there would be revenge and... Maybe, maybe not. I mean, this is probably how lawless this neighborhood is. That, you know, they're not going to come back and fight, you know? Uh -huh. lost an ear. 
man, that was crazy, right? Like, <laughs> is it me or are you getting goosebumps? I'm all like, oh, I don't know. You want to do something? You want to take a jog or go get a pizza? You're <laughs> so filthy. Like, blood is on his back and, you know, dirt and mud. Just a now, little dirty. The one, um, the one guy who's always drinking in the saloon, he's gotten killed. Right. Makes terrible business. This is why they had to close the open mic at the bar, at the saloon. Uh-huh. They killed their <laughs> one patron. Eddie. Listen, Andy was a paying customer. Eddie. He Eddie. killed him. Eddie. Yep. He killed Eddie. Yeah, right. Oh, kill Spiegelman, but Eddie was a paying customer. Spiegelman just sits in the back with his list. He doesn't buy a beer. Set decorations here are done this by this guy named George James Hopkins, and I don't know. It's pretty good. I really think I'm in the Old West. Absolutely. I, I will admit, Carl, that it is kind of hard for me to see. I do see the images. It's just things are now, – now I see things are clearer. Now that we yeah, finally have sunlight. I think it'll – I'm recording on my side, and I see it kind of okay. Yeah. I know no, it's perfect. dark. So maybe I try not to watch these movies when, you, when you're doing it because I want to come in fresh. I want to be yeah. like the audience but less bored. Right. That's the goal is to have like U.S. audience member. I am, you know, because I'm not wearing pants. Right. I, I'm driving to work. I'm working out at the gym. I'm playing the same video game over and over again. Where else do I? I'm at work. That's where I listen to my podcast. Now, this is all filmed in Arizona. You had mentioned Arizona before. There's two two towns in New Mexico that were used. So now they're talking about the gun. These guns are just not reliable. Cock them and fire them. Cock them and fire them. Shoot as fast as you can. He's pointing at his face. Gotta be willing. Gotta have it in. Yeah, obviously they're not NRA members because they wouldn't be waving it at each other. Now, he's going to teach Billy how to shoot. Many that is the stupidest I idea I ever heard. <laughs> they're going to shoot it in the ball, yeah, in the right. plate. Yeah, hey, I have an idea. Let's teach Billy the kid how to shoot. Are you sure that's a good idea? Yeah, what's the worst that could happen? He doesn't know how to, you know, this is his birth, as it were. But, okay, so Burl sees that Goldie's teaching him how to shoot, and that means Burl realizes that Billy is going to be around, and she's she is not going to support two men. Right now, she's supporting Goldie. Goldie. She's like, if... I'm, you gotta. Crossing my legs for good. Okay, squeeze one off. You two all the luck in the world. Who's a really good actress? Well, who's gonna make eggs and jarred yam? Yeah, get smacked around. Okay, now, all that's happening is across the street, they're building like a, a hotel. That's all, and there'll just be a commotion. Um, but let me tell you, this movie is a good movie 
that like doesn't end right. It, it, it ends in a very unsatisfactory way, but it is well done, well shot. All the acting is sensational. I've seen every other one of these other movies you mentioned this guy directed. I've never even heard of this. And maybe it's because yeah. it's one of those early 70s Westerns that I just kind of phased out or something. It just, it launched him. So, I don't know. It's just like the other movies about Billy the Kid are sensational and they glorify him and they're really trying to entertain an audience and tell him a story. This film has no romance. It has no escapism what's the word you know yeah no it doesn't romanticize it it doesn't uh provide escape uh escapist entertainment i guess you're really there in the 1880s okay now the bell rang look at uh she's not moving now is the time for you know confrontation i told you i'm done Uh-oh. Kenneth Ronald looking. Guys, got to go to David Buster's down the street. <laughs> Uh-oh. They're turning us on. Now, Billy doesn't like it. For the first time ever, right? Right. Billy's not going to be idle. You don't want to work, you don't have to work. It ain't right to make it work. It ain't right. It ain't right. Uh, It ain't right. It It just ain't right. Damn it. Do you think it's free? Do you think we eat and drink around here for free? Now look, Burl left. And Burl yeah, exactly. went to the bedroom. Okay. Room. So it's just those guys in the room. Yeah, and he's basically trying to explain why he is a pimp to her, but without these terms. Come here. Damn it, Bill, come over here. Oh, I ain't that stupid. I need to take notes as to explain how how he's pimping. Dumbass. Don't do it, Billy. Look, Bill, I want to try to explain something to you. I mean, I'm, I really want to explain something to you. When two people like Burl and me is really in love with each other. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. We just do anything for each other. I mean, there's nothing we wouldn't go along with. Yeah, except she didn't want to go along, and you had to smack her in there. We're out of here, Bill. We got to live. I mean, we got to eat. Pimping got to eat. Situation reversed, and and I was a girl, and Burl was the boy. I'd be there. I'd be doing exactly what she's doing for me right now. Do you believe that? I don't believe it. That's a good point. All right, you're on. I bet you. What's the matter with you? You're just a kid, Bill. Yeah. I know what's bothering you. Yeah, what? Oh, yeah, I do. I know exactly what's bothering you. My itchy gonorrhea. Probably won't give me a bottle of whiskey. 
Okay. I, I'm not clear on this. It's very well done. He's like, I know it's bothering you. And then basically he has her, him sleep with Burl. So it's like, what's bothering you is like, you like her or something. And that's, and she sleeps with them, even though after she wanted them out. That's going to change in this scene. Now look, here's Dick Van Patten. What? Really? <laughs> Dick Van Patten for Made is Enough. With his Surprise! shirt off, finally. He's in a lot of 70s movies. He's in Soylent oh, Green, of course. Yeah, Soylent Green, right. Yeah. This is one, this is no way to roll, roll, run a business. And he gets run out. He's oh, in Westworld, Freaky Friday. He's comic he, relief in this movie. Thank in God. a way. In yeah. a way. Ew, I saw him with his shirt off. And kissing Burl. This is no way to run a business. Okay, so this film is good, and it tells a story arc, and I mean, it doesn't end right, and that fucking ruins it, and there's other bad things about it, but mostly the acting, like, the writing is solid. The director yeah. wrote this with this uh, guy who's uh, some executive, um, well, it's not in front of me right now, but He's another embittered, fired Warner Brothers exec. Yeah, it's well, no, it, it was more like he's from business, like car manufacturing. I'll find it. I'll find oh, it. Oh, right. An investor. Yeah, probably. Probably. It's his first film and everything. So now they have – it's not really a heart-to-heart. -heart, it's just a conversation. He starts asking about the family picture. And she starts talking about it, and then she feels she feels bad for like wanting him out. Wow, that must be some strong hooch. <laughs> oh, they're just drunk all the time, and in most movies it's bottomless pit. But in this right. movie, you see them not handling the alcohol well. Now you you recommended this movie and it looked really cool, but I'm yeah. never watching it. But what what got you, what what decided you to, to pick this one? Well, I knew we were having trouble finding a film, so what I did before was like you look up some guy like a George C. Scott or yeah. or a, um um what's his name from the Fugitive we watched last week? Oh, Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy you type Lee in Tommy Jones, Lee Jones. Like, there's got to, these oh, kinds yeah. of stars, they started way back. And so I looked up Nick Nolte. I just looked up a bunch of people. I like that. Led me. Oh, here. I really like that. I, I wrote the, I read the like reviews, like blurbs and stuff. I don't know. It just seemed interesting. It had no commercials. Okay. So this is a good movie. And I know we're talking over it. So God bless. But you keep referring to this ominous horrible ending yeah you know the movie just i don't know stops. the movie just okay. sort of stops. Do, do they all get shot in the head and they zoom into the, the bullet wound and then, then they freeze it do their car explodes because they hit a truck <laughs> you've got the right idea but that it's not their death but yeah it just is like 
it ends these characters we've never even seen before. It's sort of like a random. Look at now she's talking about how Goldie saved her. Now watch her acting. So Goldie saved her life. Now watch her act. Watch her act. I'm watching. Watch harder. Okay, I got it. Okay. Do I have to hold my breath like I'm passing by a cemetery? <laughs> Is it because it's not polite to breathe when others can't? Yeah. I would not trust somebody. She's remorseful for being me. It's a really good moment for them. I'm glad they slept around. I'm glad I was a free trick. <laughs> Another sleep. Now there's kisser. Even the dark, I know what's going on. Did you see the back of her hand with the slit in it from the knife fight? Yeah. Now the director's going to show us fireworks. Superimposed over the screen as Billy gets lucky. And now on Cowboy Radio, we play that contemporary hit, the 1812 Orchestra. Do, 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 do. Junk, junk, boom, junk, junk, do, 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 do. Ugh, run yourself off the road. I don't think this was a box office success. It made $200,000. I don't know what they spent on it, but it's not talked about. It's not known. No, it's not really known. I mean, you know, as a moviegoer, you go, want to go to a theater and you want to see a movie. And if they say, look, it's an aimless, you know, it's, it's a more naturalistic retelling of Billy the Kid. You, you said go, aimless. Well, I mean, sure. I mean, not this movie because you can okay, see okay. things are being built up. You know, you do you do see things are kind of being set up, and uh, you do see them evolve a little bit. So it's not aimless, but it is kind of like I don't know. I I don't have the patience. If it wasn't for the fact that we're watching this together, right? And I also made you watch this four times prior. <laughs> I don't know if I would sit and watch this movie on my own. I would be like, so it's just basically. 80 minutes hang and then 10, 20 minute shootout and that's it you know like okay so we started with the coming to coffeeville and having to farm the land we got the rejection right mm -hmm. and basically kicking him out of the house he he's gonna go back to new york but then he aims wander he he wanders aimlessly right Wander out. yeah there's yeah, a bar fight that he gets involved with and he begins to get to know goldie and even though that guy is going to kill him he comes back the next day with gifts he's trying to like make a friend in goldie he likes him okay so now he's hanging out Coffeeville's got its new people, and what should happen? It's the first gun. It's the second gunfight that he's encountered with this guy. But he, okay, listen to this. It's um, 
Lou Danube? Wait. It's that waltz. Do, 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 yeah. do, do, do. Hey, it's the Blue Danube. Hey, it's that's um I wore a yellow Danube by mistake. It clashed. Bum, 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 bum. Oh, I'm walking in space, Carl. Oh, look at this superimposed not dancing to this. Chicago. Or are you slamming director? Is she slam dancing like a good punk? <laughs> no, she's doing whatever dancing like a good 1880s lady. It's like a jig. It's called a jig. Yeah. Okay. All we're getting here is a montage of like a week, two weeks in which, you know, they're friends. They live together. He's getting his hair cut. He's practicing his gun, you know, and we're going to get a lot of I'm drunk right now. Yeah, a lot of drinking in this. One of the taglines was Billy the Kid was a punk. Look, the bell's rung. And so she's off to do her duty. Look at her. Yeah. Now she's right, guys, not a sex worker because she's just not she's not gonna be doing any work. <laughs> it was funny. It's, is that in your act though? Yes. No. Right. Yes. I accuse my wife of it. I say like I wanna do it and she goes, I'm not a sex worker, you know. And I go, No, no, honey, no, of course no, you're not you're not working. <laughs> you just laying there. Okay. Um All right. The other tagline, now that you'll disown me. No, keep going. Uh, it, this is the fucking clunkiest tagline ever. Dirty Little Billy is a different kind of movie. It's not about Billy the kid you've known and loved. It's the real William H. Bonnie, and the real William H. Bonnie was a loser. Dirty Little Billy is the end of his legend. What kind of a tagline is that? That was on the poster, man. Wow. Was it like bright psychedelic colors and shit like that and you couldn't read the font? No. No, it wasn't. It was white against black. Uh, it was like they were trying to do the old shot of Billy the Kid, you know, that old photography of the 1880s. But this is like Morpheus. It takes so long to build. I just want him to morph. I don't want him, you know, like, I don't know. It's like a prequel. It's a prequel, Carl. I gotta. It's I already prequel. know how it ends. I like how it ends. That's the cool part. But now I gotta build up Learn about Leatherface. Just get to the, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I don't need a prequel. Uh, there was this film called McCabe and Ms. Miller. There was this film yeah. called Oh, Like a Deer. There was this film called Bad Company. These were movies that, like, debunked the Old West, just like this one. Made it all grimy. I bet you it's so dark you can't see. I can see very well, but you right. can't it's, see. Right. It's grimy. I, she's holding her hands. Her hands are yeah, in her ears. Right. Yeah. So it was the time to say, to de-glorify the West for about, you know, from 68 through 72, 73, something like that. Look, it's Billy's mom. And he goes, <gasps> Billy, he's dying. Okay, oh, stepdad? it's the death of stepdad, and we're at the funeral, and... I I think we're going to now see Nick Nolte, and I want you to help me. All right, I'm going to look. Now, do I see any paunches? No. Do I see uh, lost souls? Yeah, gravelly voice. Yeah. 
Amen. There he is. There he ashes is. Ashes to ashes. Now we see Busey. Look to the left. You see him? Oh, okay. All right. Wait. Now I can't see the screen because mm -hmm. it's natural sunlight. To the left of the mom. Block, he's blocking huh. her, his face right now. Now now you see his face? That's Nick Nolte. You think that's him? I guess so, yeah. I'll go for it. Ugh, what a basket case. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? Damn it! There's Nick Nolte's ear. Uh-huh. There's there Gary Busey with his big teeth. Uh, it's okay. I don't. Why is she giving him dirt? I don't need it where I'm going. Look, you see him? His, hair, his wind is blowing his hair. That is so yeah. Nick Nolte in the center. That is it's Nick Nolte. Yeah. He was in a lot of TV. If he was wasn't in he like in a 50s, miniseries, he was a child actor. Yeah, but I think he did some some seminal seventies. Uh, Maybe I'm thinking of like North and South or Look one how of those young things. he is though. Yeah. Okay, now you see, get out of the way, Busey. Like, okay, we've done it. He's buried. I'm out of here. And the mayor, the fake mayor, is trying to like show him opportunity. I can get you a job. I can get what are we gonna do with this? We could you can sell your ranch. Trying to make him fuck right. Farmer? Maybe you're right, Billy. But I bet there's not a farmer in these parts that wouldn't have been proud to have done what Listen, he did. this town stressed me out. I gotta move to Decafville. Oh, that's right. very good. Coffeeville. Decafville. Sell the farm! What do you mean uh, yeah, we? Dollar for the farm and now, what does it mean, we? He's gonna start getting with Billy's mom. Oh, so moment stepdad is so ew. He would be like Billy the Kid's other stepdad, right? Look, you could be a cattle counter. It's like, come on, look. All you gotta do is sit on your ass, and when the cows get into the train, you go one, two, three, four. That's all you gotta do. You don't even have to do that. You just have to go. Yeah, there they go. Just point at them. There's those cows. New friend Goldie. What the hell does he know? He's a bum. He's nothing but a crazy, no good, trouble making bum. And you can tell him for me if he doesn't get out of town, he's in deep trouble. Suit you to he's him, not bad mouthing Goldie. Goldie. I don't have to. Start next week, there's somebody else that's going to do the talking for me. The law. Now got a lawman. Professional lawman. A professional lawman. Ooh. And his name will be. Quieter. Oh, love it. But it's Rich Stahl. He's a guy you know his face. He's always in... He was in Beware the Blob, which we saw. We saw. Yeah, we saw that. But Private he must have been older than Overboard, then, the American Actually, president. You know what? We, we, that movie was... The, Beware the Blob was maybe six years later from here, so he wasn't that old. Right. So now, basically, what they're saying is we should just kill Goldie. If you get bit by a rattlesnake, you cut off your arm, you're going to live. See his face in the center there? Yeah. You know his face. Also, my research was very bad. On the left here is a guy that's been in lots of Clint Eastwood movies. 
He's been in lots of cowboy things, and I don't, I didn't find him in my research. It's okay. It's like I say, every kind of modern western always has like a guy who was in a western. Yes. You know, yeah, in the background or just read, you know, like in think of Back to the Future Three. He walks into that saloon, and everybody's in the table yeah. have been in like. Golly! That's well, right. Golly. It's all those yeah. guys. So that makes it genuine. Okay, so Mayer's worked out a deal. Essentially what it is, is he can promise if Goldie gets out of town, they won't kill him. Just get on a horse that we're going to give you. We're going to give you a little money. You just walk out of town. I don't trust this guy. I think he wants to steal the farm. I believe him because he was just in the other room arguing for Goldie because Goldie's parents were one of the people that settled this town. Right. That's right. That's it. The sheriff wants you out of here. I go through the door, turn in this hand, and I'll have a torch in this hand, and I will burn and kill every goddamn thing I see. I'm a man, woman, and child, and animal I see. You're not going to use it for natural lighting at the night? Right. The torch? fire, keep the fire burning. <laughs> that peace officer is Earl Lovett. Earl Lovett? Wait, Wild Earp. Isn't there like an Earp that I should know from Westerns? There is a herb, but Billy that and it was involved in Billy Kid's life, but he won't meet him till that okay corral crap. Yeah, right. Now he goes, look, I've arranged for a horse and provisions for you tomorrow morning, or I, if you don't leave on that horse, I swear you'll be dead by the end of the day. Hmm. I'll think it over. When can I get back to you on this? Tuesday. He goes, both my folks died and they gave their lives to settle this damn town. You're going to kick me out? I got my rights. And he's like, you don't have any rights. Coffeeville privilege. Throw me out of town. Not going to happen. I'm going to leave when I'm damn well ready, Ben. Yeah, there you go. Because I got my rights. Up. Only you got no rights. What? You gonna pour me down the sink like a common Coffeeville resident? Yikes! Come on, Goldie, you're making a scene. Derecha. Okay, now this is his mom starting a lantern. Oh, it's already tomorrow. Torch. Look, she's already. Sleeping with them. Now, back then, you needed to be a partnership or you were nowhere. Do you know what I mean? She couldn't farm that place, you know? Wait, so it's like. Back up. He slept with his mom? What? What do you mean by he? You don't mean Billy. Oh, right. No, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, can't, I couldn't see who it was. I didn't know if that was Billy the Kid or the, uh, the fake sheriff. It's the fake mayor. Fake mayor. Yeah. Now, of course, they're going to have a real mayor. Really, what he is, is he's a landowner, okay? You saw, saw him sell this house. He, he, he owns all the properties, and, you know, the town's real important to him. He wanted that mayor real bad and a council. And... Now, look, it's a big dust storm today. I don't know why.
but it makes it for a very cool and eerie exit of Goldian of the town. It's that's true. Yeah, how cool well is that? Done. Carl, I don't, I'm so glad we're watching this movie together because it's cool and I know it's leading somewhere, but I'm more interested in the last 10 minutes of this movie than the lead up, even though it's okay. good. Let me just tell you, because you know I ruin endings, all right? I'll just tell you. They got to go out of town, okay? And they're going to go try to find that Big Jim guy. Or did I say Big Joe before? Joe. It's Big Jim. And they do find him, but basically, like, Big Jim's a jerk and, you know, try. so they try to rob him. And basically, they do a shootout, and and uh, Billy the Kid and Goldie win. And then they take all the spoils and march off into the sunset. It's a terrible ending. It just they they we've set up so yeah. many things in this film. We and none of them will pay off. Okay, the relationship with Burl, the uh, turning into. We will see him turn into a killer, but it's not declared as such, you know? Uh, so anyway, Goldie's taking the deal, okay? Goldie's marching out of town without getting killed. Burl's and he's going. not bringing... Is Burl coming with him or no? Yes. Now, yeah. Billy is not part of the deal. The may fake mayors made that very clear. Billy has to stay here with his mother, Okay. So that's yeah, this new stepdad. It's a little awkward right now. I got a new stepdad. He doesn't know uncle. it yet. He doesn't know it yet. Oh, the guy's just an uncle. Hey, have you met Uncle Fake uh, Mayor? No, he doesn't know a thing about the mom right now. Look at that dust. Yeah. I would. Be, I wouldn't be like the fake mayor. I would have closed that door. Like it's. They. Uh, I would have opened it and pushed him out and closed it. It's smokier than the the green room at uh, uh, that bar you go to. Sorry, shit. In, now, in uh, Scotty's Springfield, now, Scotty's, yeah, yeah. Now, um, he rides the horse, and she's got to fucking walk. That's not cool. Why aren't they on the horse together? Yeah, or give her a parasol, these. Now look, watch her acting. She is going to be happy. In the face of this snow, a sandstorm, she is happy. That's great. Oh yeah, things are moving up. Things are a lot better for her now. <laughs> well, she won't have to be a hoe, that's for sure. Until I don't know, maybe in the next town, I don't know, but you know what I mean. Like she's walking away from not a fun place. But uh oh, what is this? Oh no, Westford hoe. Oh no, they're varmints. Right, but they're not varmints, right? They're the law. Now. I think fake mayor was hoodwinked. Why would he go through with this thing to go ahead and come out of town? You know. Are they going to ambush them? Yep. And for what? They made a deal. Honor yeah. the deal. And that's what Goldie's going to say to them. Now look, here yeah. comes a guy. He's lassoed right around the neck. Right. He's yeah. Off the right. horse. That's not Billy. No, no Billy's, Billy's not, not the there. Billy's in the saloon. Guns are going off, but they're missing him. Fake mayor will not let Billy go outside until 
Billy kicks fake mayor in the balls. And just like the octagon, he's, well, not like the octagon. He's not going to say, oh, shit. Right. Hold your fire. I got a deal. My you balls. I got a deal. Now, fake sheriff is not the real sheriff. He's having a very hard time shooting Goldie. Now, what does Burl do? Burl protects her man. Burl's on the team. Yeah. Here she comes. No. These are bloodless shootouts. So he was pressured. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Well done. Good acting. So he was pressured into shooting Burl. And Billy, look at him disappear into the dust. Like that. Oh, it's very easy to disappear in this YouTube clip. Because it's just so dark. I'm sorry yeah. you're having such trouble with it. It really does look okay on my side. You that can sounds see good. everything. Probably, yeah. Yeah, probably the recording will look okay for YouTube. Yeah. Right, now, I'm he shot worried. the arm, and his hand will stay in his pocket for pretty much the rest of the film. Now, is he going to go find, like, a... a, a disgusting restroom in, in a gas station and he's gonna get order a bottle of whiskey and a, a plastic cup and then he's gonna get some i don't know pull out the, the slugs all right now let this good movie entertain you now he's upset that girl's dead don't you think i know that it's his husband You guess so. You guess so. <laughs> you guess so. Where the hell were you? Where were you? Mm -hmm. Intern had me by the throat. The fake I mayor. I thought I could count on you. I'm not so sure. I'm so goddamn sure. Okay, Bill, let's go now. So now, to Goldie. now they're out of the town, and it isn't him and Burl, it's him and Bill. And right. Billy is abandoned, and what they're going to do is try to find Big Jim. Uh, our film is wrapping up here, okay? I don't believe you. I, it, I would check a gas station and they're looking for Slim Jim. <laughs> the thing is, like, I really think he should have gotten nicknamed Billy the Kid or... We should understand that he's been launched into this life of crime now. Like, like there should have been something where the mom was going, Billy, come back! She's Irish, by the way. Come back! Oh, I and, noticed that. You know, and he has to make a choice. He's looking at Goldie. He's looking at the mom or something. This, this needed, in a movie, a hero changes, right? And, and most of the time, it's for the better. But for this film... It would like he wanted, he had a goal, he was going for it, and then everything fucks up. And in the last act, he changes to be a better person and get a better goal. 
in this, he should change. Like, now I'm a psych. Nobody ever is going to tell me what to do again. You know, he should have changed to be launched. We should have seen flashes of what he becomes in the beginning, too. Like, you're right. I mean, he might have. Some context, because yeah. in terms of the story, this is the inciting incident that changes him. But Burl should be on our side here. There should have, I think it should have had to do with the town. You know, I think he should have had to become, like, he killed 21 men or whatever it is. I think he had to go crazy in the town, and they said, come on, Goldie, we're getting out of here. You know, like, he owned the town, and he gave it up, or... Right, because this town... One thing I do like about Westerns is that it is the New West. It's America expanding, and and all the cutthroat and all the, the, the nastiness exposed, so... If you have this guy trying to get a town built, you know, that because he's a landowner, there's right. so much more. It's the story's always bigger than the villains and the heroes. There's yeah. always something, a greater force above, which is the expansion of the West. Right. Uh, you know, yeah. Like the railroads coming through. Now more t- people are in the town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But who owns the railroads? They're the real criminals. Right. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. always something like bigger that they can't control. So. I mean, that's probably why Billy the Kid is such a hero is because he was fighting against all that, I guess. I don't even know. Like, he if wasn't he wasn't really guy... a hero, he was just sensationalized. He ended up in the newspaper and he, you know, there's like, like, you know, 15 articles about him. He became a legend and like the newspaper knew it was good press. He got captured by that sheriff and dragged back. He escaped jail. The sheriff went after him, found him, and shot him down. I don't know. Okay, so that was the okay Big corral. Jim and Big Jim. Basically, what's that? That was the the OK Corral. I don't really know, Mike. Yeah, OK Corral, I think, is, is a story in the middle, and it had to do with the shootout uh, between Wyatt Earp. Uh, they were on one team, Doc Holliday, and and yeah. they won. You know. I think it happened at high noon. I don't really know the story. Here's Big Jim. And now we find out. Okay, he's doing a little squirm. Yeah, I'm way up here. I know this actor and I didn't look 